you for listening to this message from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries in Gunnison, Colorado. We hope you will visit us at rmcmchurch.org, like our Facebook page, or subscribe to our messages on YouTube. So welcome everybody um, on this Father's Day Sunday. The, uh, I do have to start with, you got that? Thanks. We got light, right? Okay, good. So the, um, I got to start with the, uh, just a couple fun things, okay? So, um, why is driving by a church so dangerous? Because there's always so much cross traffic. Okay, all right, okay. Like, come on, Karen. Little joke grenade there, right? Takes a second to go off, right? The, uh, all right, here's, uh, I'll give you. No, not like Jesus was on a cross, right? What does, uh, what do you, what does the pastor say to get rid of, uh, what, is, what does the pastor say to get rid of insects in the church? Let us spray. My, my church recently held a masquerade-themed dinner, and while the priest was saying grace, I suddenly realized that it was a blessing in disguise. It's Father's Day. Come on, we've got to have some dad jokes here, right? I'll give, I'll give you one more. I'm, I saved this one for last just to warm you all up. I said, it says, I, I saw my wife after a couple uh, glasses of wine, yelling at the TV, don't go in there, don't go into that church, you moron. Turns out she was watching our wedding video again. Oh. <laughs> All right, we're going to have a little fun. Hold on, let me, get my, let me get my screen here, Corey. All right, so, got to have a little fun. It is, it is Father's Day, right? So, uh, so we got to do that, so... Um, I think I'm good. On uh, the uh, so, are there any dads in here? Show of hands. Come on, there's more than that. There's a few. Okay. Anyone ever had a dad? <laughs> Man, some of you are like virgin birth or something. I don't know. <laughs> right on. Uh, anyone have a heavenly father? Yeah. Amen. Right. Amen. So that's uh, you know today it, it's Father's Day. Um, and it is the day we celebrate dads, and, and, and we celebrate our father, right? And uh, they purposely put Father's Day after Mother's Day, just so that we remember to uh, take care of the ladies, right? To take care of moms first. Um, and then, the, you know, there's probably a, a dad joke in there somewhere about uh, getting it right. But... Uh, but I, um, I, I, I do, because it is Father's Day, I kind of, you know, John asked me to, to be here uh, today, and I, I was like, wow, that's Father's Day. It's, I mean, just such an obvious thing to talk about. Um, dads, uh, you know, our, our, our Heavenly Father, um, you know, and, uh, and, and what this day is about, it's, it's about honoring not dads as people, but just dads for who they are, right? And so we, um, you know, some of us had amazing dads, right? Some of us, not so much, right? And that's, you know, I had, a, 
I had a great dad, but the crazy thing is, and I, and I try to be a good dad, but the crazy thing is he got the same instruction manual that I did. Anyone get that manual? No, there isn't one, right? And so, and so often, like our, our earthly fathers, where did they learn to be a dad? They learned from their dad. Who learned from their dad, right? And, and maybe didn't learn all that well, right? Or maybe it wasn't the right model to copy, right? And so, um, you know, and I, and I, I love my dad, you know, he, but, and he, he's, uh, he's a great dude. He tried real hard, um, but he's the son of a truck driver, right? I mean, he's, you know, and, and I learned all kinds of things from my dad, so, mostly good, some bad, but he, he always said, you know, why is it that you guys have no problem copying my bad habits, <laughs> But you get one out of ten of the good ones, right? And so it's, you know, so in, invariably we just had a big family reunion a couple weeks ago over Memorial Day. Um, and so you get me and my brothers together, and invariably you're going to hear at some point, okay, Kurt, Kurt is my dad's, my dad's name, okay, Kurt, because one of us, because we all start to sound, you know, we get together, it's like, okay, I, you, I see dad and you, I see dad, you know, we all, we all have these, um, mannerisms that we pick up from our parents, habits that we pick up from our parents, and we learn a lot from our parents. And so, um, so I was, you know, talking about like the example we set as parents is so, is so key and so critical. And so um, I actually made slides today where I put the, put the scriptures on screen for you guys. So like, this is like a huge accomplishment because, you know, I'm, uh, I was going to say I'm good at golf, but I, I like golf. I'm actually not good at that either, but I'm really not good at PowerPoint. So, um, so this, is a, this is a big stretch for me. But, um, but I'm going to read, uh, I've got a couple just passages for you guys out of John 5, 14, and 9. Um, and, I, and, and a lot of this is going to sound familiar. I, I'm not kidding. You know, John and I talked this, about this a couple months ago, and I, and I kept coming home from church, tell, church telling Shirley that, John taught on another scripture that I'm going to use. I mean, I think everything I have to share with you today, we've heard like literally in the last two months. I'm like, how is this possible? But anyway, um, that's just how it goes. So, um, so John 5, uh, verse 16 here says, So because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, Sabbath the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. Uh, in his defense, Jesus said to them, My father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own Father, making himself equal to God. And Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his Father doing, because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. Okay, and so there's, uh, there's my point. Like, we as earthly dads, right, like right there, you know, Jesus is saying... I do what I see Dad doing. I do what I see God doing. I do what I see the Father doing, right? And so verse 20 here says, For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all He does. Right? Everything is in plain sight, is what, what he's saying here. Okay? He says, yes, um, and He will show Him even greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life, to whom he is pleased to give it. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but he has entrusted all judgment to the Son, that all 
may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent Him. And so those are there's a lot of, lot of verses there, but they just point back over and over to the theme that we learn from Dad, right? We learn, you know, Jesus is talking about, I've learned from my Father everything I'm supposed to be doing. I watched Him and I do everything He does. And it's the same in our households. Like when we're raising little ones, they're watching us as parents in how we act and how we behave and what we do, okay? Our, our language, our actions, you know, everything. And so, um, but here's the second piece here is Jesus is saying, not only do I learn from the Father, but He has work for me to do too, right? Like, and even greater things. It doesn't mean that we're greater than God, but Jesus is saying, you know, He even told the disciples, you'll do greater things than I mean. You'll carry out the future of this church by going out and modeling how I've showed you to behave, how I've, how I've showed you to serve people and to treat people. Right? And so by greater things, it means that we as the church are charged by God, by Jesus, to go out and be the hand, His hands and feet on this physical earth, right? And so, um, so, so number one, as, as dads, as parents, we are an example to our children and to the people, the people around us. And so the, um, that may be encouraging and it may be scary, right? I mean, it's, it's a big responsibility, right? And it's given right there in the Bible to us. And so, uh, not all of us have had the pleasure and the benefit of having a dad around, too. And so, the other piece of this, if, if we look at John 14, is we always have our Heavenly Father to go to. And that's where, where Jesus is pointing us in the Bible to say, look, you always have a dad. You always have a father. Whether here or in heaven, your heavenly father is here to teach you, to show you, to be that example to, to follow. And so in John, in John 14, Jesus talks about the, you know, the way to the father. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answers, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. And so the, um, the, There's, there's, I mean, that's, we could probably stop there and call that, call that, you know, game, set, match. But the, um, in the notes, uh-oh, I lose my, of course, that was my uh, bookmark that I just threw on the floor. That's, that's perfect. All right, so on John 14, verse 6 here, it says that to the Father... Uh, or I'm sorry, he is the truth about God, is what he's saying here, and the very life of God. 
No, no surprises there. And as, but as such, He reveals truth to us and gives life to us. And so, in this, Jesus is saying, I, I'm, I give you this life and I'm, I'll show you the truth about being who I called you here to be. And so Philip goes on and says, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough. And Jesus, you know, well, here's, Jesus doesn't get impatient, right? Like that probably, maybe that's a lesson right here for dads. Like I'm an impatient dad, right? Like, uh, um, but Jesus says, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you do not speak of my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing His work. Okay, and so there's two huge pieces right there. Father is living in me and who is doing His work. Right? We all have a purpose here on this earth. God is in each and every one of our hearts and He's got a calling, a tug on our heart to serve this world in some way for Him and for His purpose and to bring that light to other people. And He goes on to say, believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Right? He's saying, if you don't believe me, just look at what we do. Look at how we serve people. Look at the results in the way it shapes and affects and blesses people. Just look at what's actually happening, even if you don't believe me. And very truly, I tell you, verse 12, he says, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. Right? So he's saying, watch what I do. Even if you don't believe, watch what I do. And just follow that. Believe the evidence of the works themselves, verse 11, verse 12. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. So he said right there, I'm, I'm going back to heaven and I'm handing the ball off to y'all, right? I don't think, that's probably the message uh, translation, right? Y'all? Um, the, uh, <laughs> right? Or is that the Pentecostal? That might be Pentecostal, yeah. Um, but he's saying, look, I am going back to heaven and you are picking this up to do the works that I have been doing, right? And even greater things just simply means that there's, there's 12 of them, right? He was sending them out to spread the church, and it was the church. That's what he means by greater things. There's far more of you than there is of just me. And this is, you're going to carry this word, this purpose, this life on to the world in, in his physical absence, Okay. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. So he's saying, I'm going back to heaven, but I'm right here. You just talk to me, you ask me. I am here to, to fill you up. right? To encourage you, to inspire you, to strengthen you to go do this word and this work. right? And so, so I look at like where that first set of verses where it's like, I look at the Father and I do what the Father does. Like, that's the, uh, the, that's the challenge or the, um, 
to parents, right, that we're, we're being watched and we are an example to someone. But here Jesus is saying, look, God is your father. God is your ultimate father. I am him. He is in me. He is in you. His strength and his power courses through all of our veins. And even when I leave this earth, I will be here filling you up and inspiring you and strengthening you. And so there's, you know, I, I look at that as, you know, while we're the earthly uh, key that gets copied, God is the master key that gets copied. And the, and the promise and the beauty in that is it never changes, and it is perfect, right? I didn't ask if there was any perfect dads in the room this morning, because there are none, right? I, don't, I didn't ask if anyone had a perfect dad, because there are none, right? But we're all given God the Father as the perfect person to emulate, to follow, to pursue, to learn from, to, to call dad, right? And um, I mean, we could talk, uh, I mean, I've only got the next three or four hours with you guys, so I mean, I, we could, but we could talk for days just on, on that. So, um, so, so God is the master key, the, the, um, and, and here's the thing, he has a purpose for each and every one of us. Amen. And it can be frustrating trying to find that purpose sometimes or waiting on Him because it's in God's time that He's preparing us for whatever that call or whatever that purpose is in life. Some people see it early in life. Some people see it at the end. And the rest of us are somewhere on that continuum, right? And that's the thing is we have to be patient on God. Again, He is Dad. He knows what He has for us. He knows what He has called us to. And so... Uh, we, we talked on uh, the, uh, oh, the rest of the promise from Jesus. This is important. Verse 15 here, it says, If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Right? He's going to heaven, but He's right here, right? With the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He lives with you and will be in you. Again, that Spirit is in each and every one of us to plug into and to know and to build relationship with and be strengthened by in moments of, of weakness or uncertainty um, or question, right? The Holy Spirit is always with us, is what Jesus is telling His disciples here. and says, I will not leave you as orphans. We are His kids, Right? I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Hallelujah. No greater gift than that to each and every one of us, no matter who our earthly father was or is or was not or is not. So the, um, so, so, and here's the deal, it's not just for some of us, it's for everybody. That purpose that we're drawn to and you probably, that, that you we taught this just a couple weeks ago. John 9, verse 1 through 5, where Jesus heals the, 
the man born blind. You've heard this story before in the Bible, one of the miracles that Jesus performed. It says, as he went along, Jesus saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? Was it this man or his parents that he was born blind? You know, what a sad question. Right? And, and Jesus says, neither this man nor his parents sinned. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Okay? As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. Meaning he's leaving this earth and his physical body will be gone and nighttime will have set on that vessel. Uh, but he says, while I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. And that's true. He's speaking that to us. That while you're in the world, we are the light. We are the church of Jesus Christ. We are the light of the world, right? And there's a call for action for us to be at work showing that light, right? And so, the, uh, I, I want to play a quick video here, and I hope this will work. We're going to go for it. I just love life. I love life. You know, so many people come and say, how come you smile so much? And I'm like, well, it's, it's, it's a long story. <laughs> she walks busy streets, look out her next meet. In her mind, there is more than left than being someone. The desire for me to be independent and live a normal life and a full life is, is a dream of mine. I really just want to uh, put limits aside and live life to the fullest and just, just going for it. To overcome an obstacle, you have to realize where you are um, and, and to visualize yourself overcoming these obstacles, to focus on the positive things that we do have, using everything that we have to the best of our ability. Many people look at me and say, Nick, how come you're smiling? How come you're so happy? And I want to be like you. And I don't mean like, you know, I want to be like you in a prideful way, but they see the strength in me. You look at me and you want the confidence that I have. You want the smile that I have. Many people ask where it's from. And tonight I'm going to tell you where Nick's smile is from.
Talk about, um, how many of you guys know who Nick Wojcik is? He's, uh, he's a pretty well-known um, speaker internationally. Um, and he, uh, talk about revealing God's uh, role for you. Um, he, uh, I heard him tell a story one time that he was, when he was six, he was in the store and he... Um, asked his parents, he said, can I have that toy? And his parents said, well, no, you don't have any money. And he said, but I want that toy. They said, yeah, you're going to have to figure some things out in life. But where are you going to get your own money? That sounds harsh. Doesn't it? He, uh, but as parents... We're there to support and love and cherish, cherish and challenge our children, right? Challenge them to um, live into that purpose that God has given them. And it's really hard sometimes when they don't have a clue that that's why they're here on earth that there's a purpose for him, right? And it's hard. You know, we have to lean into the strength that God gives us as parents, as mentors, as teachers to see people for who, who they're here to be, right? The... Um, So the challenging part is to, is to challenge your children, right? So at, at 10 years of age, Nick tells a story that he wanted to take his own life. I can't imagine any 10-year-old being burdened with that. But in coming to know Jesus, he's a different person. In that video, he's in his early 20s. He's close to 40 now. Um, has four kids. Is married to um, a great woman and he's uh, you know he speaks about how Jesus saved has saved his life and shares that message about um, about our role and our call on this earth right and so uh, so the challenging part like we're all given challenges to um, navigate in life things to learn maybe um, Physical challenges to uh, to overcome, and uh, you know sometimes there are people that make things look easy, and they're really annoying sometimes, right? And so, um, as you can see, Faith here, Doc, starting on a surfboard on the uh, surf machine in Mexico. Um, you know, she just stands up, and it's like, oh yeah, no big deal, mm -hmm. right? Like 
most, none of us could do that, right? Could just step on a board like that. Now, she's done it a few times. Um, but, uh, and there are some people that are like that as parents, right? They just make parenting look simple, right? And it's, it's, it's kind of annoying. And the point isn't to the surfing, but, I mean, she's just like a natural, and, you know, she's just cruising around there and, you know, um, you know, and doing her thing and hot dogging and, and, uh, and it looks easy, but we fall sometimes, right? We fall even from the things that we're blessed uh, to be good at, right? And, and um, the, uh, but, it, but we often don't see the work that goes into getting good at something and selling at something. And when you fall, you know, life's going to shoot you up the back and slam you into the back of that wall right back there, right? So, um, so at any rate, the, uh, we were in, in Mexico, that shot was from Mexico, and uh, I, after Faith had uh, got done there, I, I, we took off, and I realized I left my flip-flops back at the, uh, the surf thing, so I, I went back to grab them, and I saw this gentleman, Nick. getting ready to hop on a surfboard. And it's, uh, it's crazy because there's lots of things I'm apprehensive about in life and lots of challenges I feel like God puts in front of me that are like, God, that feels too big. But here I'm watching Nick Wojcik, I don't even know if I'm saying his name right, um, hopping on a surfboard. <laughs> with no arms and no legs. I'm not sure if that's going to go or not. Um, but he gets on this board, and um, you can kind of see where, where Faith was surfing out here. And I'm uh, not sure why that's not going, but I may have too many of these things open at this point. But I do want to share this with you. I share this with you because the stuff that you see him talk about when he talks, it's real. Like, he's up here doing this. Now, what they're trying to figure out right now is how do we get him off the board? Right? And so he's getting ready to fall back with him. Um, and it doesn't go well. And so that, that thing literally will shoot. See, see, the instructor goes flying up over the thing and uh, it stops right there and I'm glad it does because he comes down like a missile and hits this uh, hits this barrier right here which is a hard foam kind of uh, rubber thing it's not concrete but it's not a pillow right and so and they're um, and they're freaking out a little bit I don't know if you could see that in the instructor's eyes when he goes up over the back and he doesn't have Nick with him they're freaking out a little bit Right, and he's running to shut the machine off, right? But but what happens here is Nick 
slides down this thing, hits, hits, hits uh, here, and it actually props him up upright because he kind of knew to turn over and he, you know, propped him upright. But when you shut the water off on that thing, it's all going up right now. Yeah. It all, gravity works, the, you know, gravity's a real thing, right? And so, um, so anyway, Nick smashed his, head, smashed his head there, and I'm glad I didn't get it, honestly, just because it was, um, it was, looked painful to me. But, um, but at any rate, the, the, the water on that um, just turns around, just comes, it was, I mean, it came down into the viewing stand, and just, and it, like, he's pinned up against the back of this thing. Fortunately, he was, upright because it held you know just kind of pushed him into place but uh but everyone's scrambling to pick him up you know and whatever and so um so the crazy thing um was just to see him up there i was like wow a guy is you know he god gave him fearlessness right and so you know but he gave him that to go reveal God to other people, right? There's a call on his life to go teach and show people. And so, so we've got to ask, like, how is God going to use us? And, and the rest of the story is the, uh, the next day, I went down to the pool, and Shirley and the kids were down there. And Nick is sitting right in the pool steps. And then our chairs are right in front of him, and then his family is just to our left. And so... I go down there and, and I sat down and I'm like, Nick, I got to tell you, like, I went to bed last night worried about you. Like, did you have a concussion? Like, I'm like, how does your head feel? And he, and he said, um, he said, well, he said, which one did you see? Did you see the first one or the second one? I said, it must have been the second one because I'm pretty sure you were done after that. And he said, oh, that was nothing. He said, you should have seen the first one, man. I fell off, and that thing shot me up so fast up against the back of that thing. He's like, I hit that thing so hard. He's like, oh, it knocked the wind out of me. And, and, uh, and he was telling me the story just like this, right? And so he's just this animated. And um, he said, I've developed a hard head, so it doesn't, you know, that, 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 didn't, that second one didn't bother me. So we, so, and we talked for a little bit, and, you know, and it was just a super easy to relate to and talk to guy. I mean, it was just, it was fun. Um, getting to talk to him, but he, uh, but I just came away from that conversation going, okay, what can I learn from this guy? One is attitude. Like, to brush that off is no, no big deal. <laughs> and just the love for life that he was able to be there regardless of the cost of a little pain inflicted, right? And then two was the fact that he got back on the board after he had wiped out and gotten the, the, the wind knocked out of him, you know? I'm like, you are, I mean, just to, to have that courage and to have that strength and, the, um, and it's, uh, to, to get back up and get back on the board, I was just, I was just blown away. Um, but that's where God has him, is to show people that whatever you've got going on, there are no limits at least no limits that we put on ourselves. God doesn't see those limits. And he's living proof that there's just, um, that if we're obedient to God's will and God's call on our life, he'll, he'll do amazing things with, with our lives, right? And I, and I, just, uh, I just respect him as a, as, a, as a dad and just a, what he's doing. But the uh, Romans verse 8 is what... Um, 
what the rest of the story is, I believe, here in terms of what we see in, in Nick's life and where I'm going with this. And, you know, uh, verse 8, there's a ver- various verses here, but verse 17 says, Now if we are children, then we are heirs. We are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in the suffering, we, if indeed we share in His sufferings in order that we may also share in His glory, right? We are God's kids. We are adopted into His family um, and it says right, you know, it says right here we're co-heirs with Christ, right? Not only verse twenty-three here, not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. So as you know, we've got the Holy Spirit in us as we're here on earth doing His will, doing His work uh, as as sons of God, sons and daughters. I'm using sons as a androgynous term in this case verse 26 it says in the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness we do not know what we ought to pray for but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans so that's again the holy spirit working in us but talking about our weakness like who would have ever thought that nick Wojcik could inspire people about their limitations right god took his weakness and made it amazing, and made it a, a vehicle and a vessel to, to teach others that they, if they will step in with God, can do what God's called them to do, no matter how daunting that task is that He's calling us to. And it says here, 28 and 29, we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose, For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those He predestined, He also called. Those He called, He also justified. And those He justified, He also glorified. So again, that's an encouragement to each and every one of us that no matter where we're coming from, who we are, what self-imposed limits we've put on ourselves, God doesn't see that. He sees how He's called us. He sees who He's called us to be. He sees how He's going to get us there, more importantly, right? And He's predestined, justified uh, us in that action with Him, strengthened by Him, and toward Him so that He may be glorified in that pursuit. And so that's, um, that's what I have to share with you. You guys today, whether you are here uh, to celebrate your father, celebrate a father, or celebrate the father, or all of the above, you know, it's a great day for, for dads, and happy Father's Day to you all, but it's, it's really a call that God has put on each and every one of us to model as a mentor or a parent to somebody on this earth at some point, and that we've got to stay tuned to how He's building us and how He's working on us and how He's developing and strengthening each and every one of us for that role on this earth and this day. And, um, and I think that whether it's, uh, you know, there's no perfect dads except for the one that we all have in common. So if you'll pray with me here quickly. Heavenly Father, we just thank You, Lord, that You are our dad. And we give thanks for dads today, but we give thanks for you, to you first and foremost. Just pray that 
you continue to have patience with us, to model patience for us, that we might be better in working towards your, your image, Lord. But also thank you for strengthening each and every one of us, that your strength in us and that your vision for each and every one of us and your call on our lives that we can walk with you in strength to deliver on your will for our lives for those around us. And I pray that over each and every one of us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. And I think uh, we always close the service saying, Jesus is Lord over the Gunnison Basin and the world. You guys, I know it's there. It's I just can't see it. That's the problem. All right. Jesus is Lord. One, oh, on the count of three. I got I to gotta prompt him, right? See? This is, uh, this is the JV today, right? Like, all right. I did wear my pastor shirt, though. So there you go. All right. On the count of three. One, two, three. Jesus is Lord over the Gunnison Basin and the world. You are listening to a podcast from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries. For more information about our church, please visit us at rmcmchurch.org.